Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. I'd like some fresh, clear, well-seasoned perspective. Can you suggest a good wine to go with that? Yes, that's right. TJC is with us as well. He's here. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about the NFL season, the upcoming Super Bowl, and some other thoughts that we may have about the NFL. Nice. So kind of a recap, maybe. I yeah. guess if you wanted to. Well, we have to. Re- yeah, we have to recap our teams, you know, because we're all about what we want to talk about. Of course, <laughs> right. but that's not going to take long because we didn't have seasons. That <laughs> no, there wasn't really, much to say that we really want to talk about for very long. And then also, you know, the teams that are left in it. Yep. And you know, kind of, you know, what possibilities for tomorrow? How we feel about right? Them. It's it's championship weekend as we record this. Yes. So tomorrow are the the two games that will decide the teams going to the Super Bowl. Right. So, okay. So quickly, our teams, we're going to talk about Cincinnati. Sure. I actually and, have thoughts. I didn't and, think I would, but I do. Oh, well, well let, let's get those out quickly because <laughs> they're probably fleeting. The ba- <laughs> That's true. The, the Bengals, they're from Cincinnati and uh, they didn't have a good year. And that's about it. No. Okay. All right. So the Bengals, I did have uh, just one thing was interesting. They're, they're terrible and... They don't have a good offensive line, and that we talked about that, and that's really what the, in my opinion, what the the source of their woes for the season were, because everything else is pretty much the same. Yeah. And speaking of everything being pretty much the same, there was this weird thing that happened this season with Marv Lewis, and at one point I was like, well, fine, he's going, because that was really, it was a foregone conclusion, and I had made my peace with that, and now he's not going, and I don't know how to feel about that. So, when you the, say bye to someone, it's like, it's like if you were at work. And you said bye to someone inside, but then you realize that you guys park next to each other. So you guys are walking the whole way out into your car until you have to awkwardly say bye again. It's not like that. It is that. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly And what then it. you find out that once you get out to the car that he really wasn't let go like you were, thought he was going to In fact, they're be. getting in your car and you guys are driving somewhere else. You guys carpooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many things there Yeah, that could possibly happen. Yeah, you forgot all about the fact that you had carpooled and you have to give him a ride home. Anyway. So, Joe, what do you think, well, what was the cause for them not letting him go? Because there's not another good option, it would be my first sort of gut reaction. Like, yeah. who else are you going to hire? And then, of course, the big win against Baltimore in the final game sure. that knocked Baltimore out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah, sure, maybe, but I doubt it. I don't think that probably had anything to do with anything. I don't know. It's a weird one because I like Marv Lewis. I think he's a quality coach, and I'm glad he's there ultimately. I'm glad I'm glad he stayed. But like I said, I had sort of made my peace with it. And then I started looking into, okay, well then who's the big move? Let's you know, who you know, who are we gonna get? Who are we looking at? Can, and I read sort of some speculation. Go ahead. Can I ask you, would you have been happy if you would get Kyle Shanahan? Sure. Absolutely. Or in retrospect, you know, once he decided to stay, then all of a sudden John Fox has got, you know, he's out in Chicago and he's available and and uh the Raiders and we can talk more about the Raiders, but uh What's his goddamn blanking out his name? They're the coach they got rid of for Gruden. Uh, oh, uh, Del Rio. Del Rio. I'm like these guys. Now that's those are guys I'm fine with going to get. Like if you're if Marv Lewis is out and we go get John Fox, great. I'm happy. Or Jack Del Rio, I'm happy. Especially Del Rio. I really like him. But yeah. and the fact that he's there is fine too. But the way they handled it is, I felt like maybe it was very Bengal esque. It was. They had had a good run of not really being 
the Bengals, frankly. Yeah. You know, other than the the not winning a playoff game, but you know, getting to the playoffs for many many years out of the last. Well, in Marv Lewis's tenure, I I didn't look it up, but I'd will, be willing to bet he's seventy five percent with his playoff appearances. Do you so, feel like it, it with that? It's more momentum moving forward. So coming into this next, you you know, when we were talk, we were talking about the Ducks earlier and kind of the momentum swing that they have going going up. Now it's you know maybe another coach, but you know the expectation now there is to make the playoffs. Yes, it is. It I guess it is, but. I don't know. It's weird. The Bengals are a strange team and they kind of always are. And it's like, he's a good coach, but then they, they've always got kind of crappy players. And I don't mean crappy as in not very good. Cause they've had very good players, but like not good guys. Yeah. And that's been one of my laments of being a fan is not only do they hand me heartbreaking losses in the playoffs every year, but the guys, especially last year, I didn't, you know, or not last year, year before, it was so gut wrenching the way they got beat by the Steelers and and the way they just shot themselves in the foot and exposed themselves as bad guys, the Burfics and the well, and Adam Joneses and that's the, the hard thing. And we've talked about this in the past that you know you have your teams, so it's not about players, you know. And, and again, this is more of an old school thing because I think now with the player movement and so much, and you know how much the players are forefront that I think more millennials, I guess are fans of players and kind of, you know, will go to different teams when those players go to different teams. And this may be a different sport. This may be more basketball than football. But the idea that, you know, you're you're a fan of a team. And so year in and year out, you're a fan of that team. And you hope that the players on the team that particular year are people that you like. Right. And, you know, that you want to root for. Because it is. It's, you know, very frustrating when, even if your team wins, but they're a bunch of jerks. Yeah. And you really don't like them and it's hard to root for, you know, they're cheap shot artists. They they do different things. It's like, oh, it's kind of embarrassing that my team yeah. just did that. Right. So I totally understand what yeah. you're saying. So anyway, that was that was it. But ultimately, so if we could talk about a recap for our teams, we're not only talking about a recap, but we're looking ahead, right? Because there's nothing else to do. Right. We're not still playing. Well so what's know, gonna happen next season? And my hope for next season for the Bengals, you know, I'll go in with optimism again. Marv Lewis is there. I sort of know what to expect with that. They've got the players. If they can make a couple of moves with their offensive line is my biggest concern, then great. Yeah. Well, and and the NFL has proven, you know, over the past seven or eight, nine years that it's it's one of the easiest sports to go worst to first. Sure. That, you know, you can transform your team through the draft, few free agents here and there. In the in the case of the 49ers, you know, we started out, you know, we've had really, you know, a horrible run since Harbaugh left. And we've talked about that at length. And and so there's a commitment to Shanahan. You know, I really think that, you know, we started off 0-9, but we were in a lot of the games. You know, we lost by two or three uh, for quite a few of those games. And then we ended up getting a quarterback. Yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo, we ended up getting him from, from New England for a second round pick, which is cheaper than you can possibly imagine. It would appear so, certainly. Yeah. And so, you know, he sat for four games. And then once he started playing, well, the last five games, the uh, 49ers won. Yeah. So would you say that they're, and I'll ask you, Adam, would you say that the Niners, speaking of worst to first, has there ever been a team more expected to do that than the Niners going into next year? Oh, man. I mean, any team that has a, a history like that, I mean, it, it's it's going to be expected for you to bounce back. And if you have a, a great 
you know, um, a lot of championships and a lot of, you know, Hall of Fame players. It's obviously. I know, but it's like. The culture is there. You're right. The Niners may be a bad example. Well, no, I think, yeah, maybe it's a good. See, now I just second guess myself and now I agree with me again. Well, it kind of happened with Harbaugh because it was a really bad team. It was. It was terrible. The Alex Smith Niners for five years or whatever it was. Right. Where it got awful. It wasn't until we, yeah, he got Kaepernick. I think he started improving with Alex Smith, but when he switched to Kaepernick was when they really started becoming Super Bowl. Well, yeah, it was a solid team, but, you know, Singletary was just not a head coach. Right. He he didn't know what he was doing. Nolan before that. And, you know, so it was a lot of really quality players. Yeah. Luckily, the front office still had their, but the team, yeah, the team had no sense of what they were doing. And, you know, it was a situation where Alex Smith, and it's kind of funny because it's happening in Kansas City again to the poor guy. I know it. Um, he's just been a solid quarterback the entire time he's been in the NFL. Well, with the exception of those first few years in San Francisco because they were so bad. Well, they were. It was just a bad team yeah, around him. Exactly. You know, so, and he can't overcome that. Yeah. How much? How much can you do as a quarterback? But like four years in a row with good draft picks, and then all of a sudden he does start to play well. Right. You put a better team around him and yeah. he starts playing well. You know, he gets was, hurt a little bit and then, and then Kaepernick gets his shot and nobody knows really what to do with him. And he got pipped. Well, the Niners definitely had some good draft picks, that's for sure. And yeah, I mean, they had a solid team. They had a solid defense. All of a sudden, they're, you know, from an, uh, an also-ran, not going anywhere, to, you know, NFC Championship game to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. NFC Championship game again. We never really won at all, but we were right there. You want to know, uh, we're talking about the 49ers um, and then their draft picks. Um, One that I actually stands out to me looking back at it now, thinking about how um, the team was when when he was drafted, when we drafted Carlos Hyde. I mean, we had Frank Gore, you know, like we we were set. You know, we didn't need anyone at that position yet. We're going to go ahead and and pick Carlos Hyde. And I thought that was an amazing pickup. I thought that was awesome. He's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, he's solid. I mean, obviously Frank Gore was great, and we didn't need to get rid of him when we did. I don't think, but no, you well, had you know you three got, more good years in Indy, right? Well, it's that whole thing if you're if paying you're, less for you know coming close to talent. thirty yeah. as a running back. If you're a thirty year old running back, you're on your way out. Well, especially Frank Gore, you know he he was a high mileage thirty year old running back, sure. but he Jesus, he still was yeah, he's good. still running that. Yeah, but I thought that was awesome. Yeah, an awesome pick at that time. Well. So, you know, going into this next year, uh, the expectations uh, are really high, like you said, for the 49ers. Because, you know, we have, depending on the coin flip, I don't think they've had the coin flip yet, but we're either the ninth or 10th pick. So it's it's still a top 10 pick, which in the NFL is, you know, really translates through all seven rounds. Yeah. So, you know, if you're at the top end of the draft. Yeah, it's not a snake draft. It's a, it's a straight every time you pick. 10th unless you move right yeah. exactly and and you know the 49ers have a couple extra picks in the fifth round do they yeah they have what seven or eight picks this year yeah they have i think nine. Oh, great so you know again it's uh in the nfl you're able to to really bolster your team yeah you know the expectations for this next year are are really high well and they rest you know picks and stuff are great but uh, they rest pretty much solely, at least in the in the court of public opinion, on the shoulder of Garoppolo. Everybody fell immediately in love with him as soon as he at the end of the year. 
with good for good reason. Uh, so does, exactly, you know, so does any NFL team. Yeah, you know, riding on their quarterback. Well, if Ben Roethlisberger goes down. Talk to Jacksonville about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's the next thing yeah. we'll get into because you know we touched on our teams, but now you look at at okay, there's the final four. Yep, in the NFL right now, which are which are Jacksonville, New England, Minnesota. Oh, and the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And of, of those teams, there's only one team that has a quarterback that's considered correct. an elite quarterback. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, it you could know, have been. Which it is was, crazy. It was very close to being, you know, Brady, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Breeze and uh, well, I guess Carson Wentz. But, uh, yeah. you know, now it's right. It's Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles, who nobody wants, no. has had some success, but not nobody's, in other places. Nobody's real impressed with Case him. Case Keenum, who, who nobody thought was any good. You know, he's a he's kind of a clone of uh, Drew Brees. You know, they sort of sh- in stature, right? Shows them after the game, and they're standing there, and they're both five foot nothing, and <laughs> and don't belong in the you know, right. the NFL. And then, of course, uh, Bortles. Bortles. So it's yeah, it's Blake Bortles, who everybody, I mean, even comedy network shows make fun of Blake Bortles. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody. He's he's the butt of everybody's joke, which is crazy. Well, think that they're there. Right. And so what Blake Bortles hopes he is, is Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So three of the four are not a quarterback that you want to take you to the Super Bowl. They're not a quarterback you want. You could just stop there. Okay. That's very good. <laughs> that's true. So, okay. So, but that's a situation we've got. Right. Is that, okay. It's a, if you listen to all the talking heads on, on TV, and I'd like to count us among them. So I we're, think we're not we on are. TV, yeah, but we could be considered talking heads we as well. We are talking hey, heads, absolutely. Just give the word. I'll bring the GoPro and bam, we're on TV. We're on TV. <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> anyway, so, but that's the thing, you know, to me is that, okay, so everybody's saying that you have to have an elite quarterback. You have to have a Roethlisberger, you know, and you, you have to have, you know. A, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But you have no expectations on that guy at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, a Drew Brees, you know, that, that's always the tipping point. Yes, you it know, is. Your, your quarterback. Coach and quarterback. It's just said over and over and over. And now three of the four teams that, that are playing this weekend or playing tomorrow. Uh, Not have, based on their quarterbacks. Play. quarterbacks that nobody really wants. Right. And, no, but you're right. It's And it could have been the, it really could have been everybody loves all these quarterbacks. And now it's not like it was, I mean, especially in Minnesota's case, it could have been a showdown looming between Breeze and Brady. And then how great does everybody want to see that? You know, it's like, yeah, well, of course, you know, now this week, you know, Brady hurts hurts his hand, supposedly. I don't think so. I think that they're just laughing at everybody. And I think that that's what New England does. And that's what annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. I think you're not alone there. (laughs) Is that they play this this game of, you know, media and media frenzy. Right. And Brady's like, yeah, I hurt my hand. You know, well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but you don't trust anything that right. New England says. He's no. still playing. I mean, he, he he's going to play. Of course, he's going to play, and he's yeah. probably fine. Right? You know, it just he just wanted to take a couple of days of practice off, like Brady needs more practice. And they would think, and they think, well, maybe won't this be fun? You know? Yeah, because they smirk and laugh, and at least that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So, so if this plays out, and uh, let's say Brady doesn't play. Yeah, so we have Brian Hoyer. So, oh boy! Obviously, at that point, the Patriots automatic loss. 
at that point. Well, they cert- yes, I would say so. Hoyer's last playoff game had four interceptions. I didn't even know he was the backup. He had six turnovers. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. He, I think they still win. <laughs> okay. So that's what, let, that's let's what say, makes this all move. I'm just saying at this point, we have a Jaguars and possibly Eagles Super Bowl. Ugh. <laughs> Who picked that at the beginning of the season? Like, just, well, well, how would you no like to one. have that ticket in your pocket? Oh, you know, man, yeah. you put a you put a hundred on it in Vegas. Shoot, man. Well, yeah. any of these actually. Well, except for the Patriots, of except course. the Patriots. Yeah, they would have been the favorite. So you take you take the Patriots and then the field. Yeah, yeah. So you you put twenty dollars on every team in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> and you're probably going to come out ahead. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody figured the NFC this year. You know, I want to I want to shout out real quick to an Oregon Duck player that is on one of these teams that was on the Super Bowl team last year and was actually a key piece. The Garrett Blunt actually is a key running back for the Eagles. Oh, is he with the Eagles now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's been doing a really good job with Ajahi uh, in the backfield. God. Yeah, I mean that. That's I just you know, man, for the him, Eagles and the Vikings are like the same team. It's so crazy. <laughs> Well, okay, to to you know continue this conversation about the lack of quarterback talent, what is the common denominator with three of the four teams that are in it? And it's defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It definitely is. It's it's that's so that's what I'm saying that I alluded to with the Dilfer, you know, slash Brad Johnson reference, because those are the last two teams really to win the Super Bowl that had quarterbacks that I mean, I would say it's the same thing. It's that's Jacksonville, and that's why I think Jacksonville's got a fighting chance. They got a puncher's chance, certainly to beat Brady in the because they, you know, we can get into the nuts and bolts if you want, but they, they bug, they will bug the Patriots the way the Patriots don't like to be bugged. Well, one of the things I keep hearing is that uh, uh, the old Giants coach, yeah, Coughlin, Coughlin, okay, <laughs> Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, yeah, he's in the it, front office of the Jags now, right, and he has, you know, he's beaten the the Patriots before, right, that's. That's interesting, isn't it? And so, you know, they, he has the blueprint, you know, and, and to me. You know, <laughs> that might be going too far, but. No, the okay. blueprint is Gronkowski drops a couple balls. Like, you just, you're not going to stop that guy. I think that's the X factor well, everywhere. There's that's just, true. You know, you, you've got to stop him, and that's really hard. You've got to have the unique player. Yeah. You know, you've got to have. It's like you're you, a, a tall, big, physical safety. You're not stopping LeBron. You're not stopping Kobe. You need to slow them down. That's the thing. You need to slow. Gronk yeah, Gronk's just one guy. Make someone else beat you, basically. Exactly. But to me, the key to all of it is pressure up the middle with Brady because Brady doesn't move. Right. And if you can pressure him up the middle, and you know Jacksonville has a very stout defensive they, line. They absolutely do. They have. And and I, I don't know them off the top of my head, but they're no. yeah, their inside guys are monsters. They are. And if they can get pressure up the middle and then bring someone else from either side that can run him down, then I think they've got a chance. I mean, you you shake him, which is really hard to do. Cause he's, not, you're not going to shake him for the whole game. I don't think well, he's, he's seen it. But the, if you have someone in his face, that's that's when he becomes vulnerable to me. Right. Well, because he's a man. And that's when every quarterback becomes vulnerable. If you pressure quarterbacks up the middle, with the exception of the guys, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, I guess, would be the, that are mobile. That's, yeah, that can that, get out of there. But right, and he really can't. 
No, he's Would very you guys good. Put Ben Roethlisberger in that they can get out. No, of, not no. anymore. He's Tom Brady now. Yeah, he is, but he's you know he's a six foot six, two hundred and sixty like pound Tom Brady. In, I feel like back in the day he used to be able to get out because people just couldn't tackle him. That's exactly right. Used huge. He's, yeah, he still does it a little they, bit, but not much anymore. He can't. He doesn't shrug the guys off. I, nobody knows Ben Roethlisberger better than me. Trust me, as much as I, <laughs> he doesn't shrug the guys off like he used to. He's yeah. still good at that but no if you he's the same and that's what they did to him they got up yeah. in his grill and and up got middle, all over him. up yep. the middle not around the edge because everybody's about the edge wrestlers yep and and those guys just step up into their pockets and and pin it on right you, you know, know antonio drop, brown <laughs> drop a shoulder and and you miss him but that pressure up the middle that takes the center and the guards and shoves him right back in your face. Right. right. It makes you kind of roll out in a, in a sense. You have to at that point. And Keenum is good at that too. He's, he's a good pocket guy as it turns out and he can get out a little bit, but you know, I don't know that much about Philly. I know that their defense is rated very high, but I never, re I didn't watch him hardly at all this Again, year. It's, no, it's, what I've heard is, that, and I haven't watched him a lot either, but I've heard that their running game allows Wentz to actually throw deep. You know, right. the, the fact that they have the blunt, you know, forcing things down their throat, you know, and then uh, uh, Jahi going on the outside, you yeah. know, and, and, and spreading the defense allows Wentz to do what he does. You know, obviously he's not elite, but, because he has those well everybody loves him makes, and i didn't watch him play enough makes to, him be elite yeah but they they say carson wentz was the real deal i didn't i didn't no. really watch him but everyone no really, i think i think he is yeah. he's he was one of the quarterbacks that came out you know Goff was the other one that that came out last year and and Goff was horrible this year has has done better yep. the rams were a better team although i never thought for a minute that they'd win a game in the playoffs but yeah i mean wentz you know, North Dakota State, you know, he just, he seems like the real deal. He yeah. just doesn't, he's one of those athletes that is not intimidated by the stage. Because that's a big jump, you know, from <laughs> Division One AA. From yeah. North Dakota to, you know, to Philadelphia. North Dakota State to Philadelphia, which is a horrible yeah. place to play that, as, if as you're, a pro athlete. Yeah, exactly. If you're not on the ball and you're not doing things right in Philadelphia, they'll well, let you yeah, know. Well, yeah, if you're not Rocky or Dr. J, good luck. Yeah. The only person that has a dog in the fight here of the four is butterfly that's right and she's been a minnesota vikings fan since i met her yeah and you know she randy moss jersey that i think was a a youth small <laughs> no it was one of the first <laughs> women's jerseys but yeah oh, was it yeah, yeah. women's jersey yeah okay and yeah because it, it was tiny yeah, i, oh, I worked hard to track that down actually yeah nice <laughs> taking credit i am okay so I, I want to hear about last week. Yeah, we have oh, to talk about last week. I know it would have been a great one for her to come and, and talk. Actually, oh, it would be. Yeah, it would be. And we, we and are, if she wins, maybe she, maybe we, maybe we her get her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because at some point, I mean, she is a media darling anyway. I mean, she's behind the camera and all of that. But <laughs> she's still, savvy. We yeah. need to get her front and center. She, that's for yeah, sure. well, we need, we I'm need, sure she wouldn't need, want to jinx anything. So, oh no, yeah. but we need to get her mic'd up at some point. Yes, agree. Whatever, whatever the topic happens happens to well, be well i think it would be a good one for to if they get to the super bowl but anyway so yeah so we're watching the game and and i'll just say before we even get into it that you know i've talked about you know when the Bengals are terrible it's almost a relief because i get to watch and enjoy football from a almost an objective observer standpoint right because we're we're avid fans right. so it's it's painful if your team's in it yeah, yeah when absolutely. you're emotionally involved it's a different aspect and so i find myself actually there not to the same degree of course but 
I am rooting for the Vikings. So I'm now emotionally involved. And last weekend was was something else. So everybody, of course, that <clears throat> gives a rat's ass about football knows it's one of the craziest plays ever. But so we're watching it, and I'm thinking, you know, and I'm trying not to talk to her. I'm trying. What I don't want to do is try and do anything because she doesn't she's not having it she's into the game she doesn't want to hear anything she's she's nervous she's crazy like nervous it's so funny <laughs> but so we're watching anyway and it's down to this last you know the i'll just cut right to the where the the saints kick their essentially game winning field goal yeah you know what i mean it's what it seems like anyway it was pretty crazy that the vikings kicked their field goal before that frankly to go back on top because their kickers had his issues but so the saints kicked their go-ahead field goal with I think it was 35 seconds left. The Vikings get the ball, and there's not a whole lot of hope because, you know, they haven't really moved the ball in the second half at this point. And so they're, but they kind of do, and they make a few moves, and they're out to about, I think, the 40 is where we get. And so it's third down and 10, I think, or. Right. There's 10 seconds to go. And now there's 10 seconds to go. And so what I'm thinking, and what I'm assuming Butterfly's thinking, because she's very savvy, is we need to get about 20 yards. And get out of bounds. That's a t- that's a big ask, right? Because there's no timeouts. It's 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 not looking good. I think I heard a percentage actually <laughs> this week, and it was like seven percent at that point that the Vikings would win the game. That were the and odds. I think that's a high percentage. I think so too. I, I've watched a lot of sports. I'm writing it off. I didn't think there was any way. I knew there was a way. I've seen enough miracles happen, but not like that, of course. But I've, I'm thinking, you know, a, f- a penalty. A big penalty. Right. A so, pass interference. So that's the big thing is yeah. a defensive penalty is yeah. really your only shot. Pretty much. Or a, or a big catch on the sideline, which is what it looked like it was going to be. When he threw it and there's all of a sudden there's digs open at the sideline. You know, it's like, well, that's good. Catch it. And as he's catching it, everyone in the world is, you know, that's a Vikings fan is thinking, get out of bounds. Yeah. And so he catches it and he lands and turns and that guy whiffs and there's nobody. And then he starts running down the sideline. Butterfly jumps up. She's like, oh, my God. And as you know, it's all so fast as she's about to scream, get out of bounds. She realizes he's all alone and running towards there's the no end zone. There. Yeah. The final and she's guy. like, and nobody can believe it. And she can't believe it. And but she had been so nervous sitting on the couch, biting her nails and whatever, jumped up so fast. And he ran into the end zone and she's so excited and she's screaming. She actually had to sit down. She goes, oh, my God. And she like steadied herself and had to sit down on the floor. It's about to pass out. She was. She she said she got faint yeah. and she had to sit down on the floor. It was pretty funny. And then, of course, for the next, I don't know, it feels like 10 minutes straight, she just kept uttering, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, over and over. I can't believe what just happened. I can't believe, you know, and she's calling her friend from Minnesota immediately. And she's screaming, you know, on the speakerphone and. You know, and, you, <clears throat> and anybody that's a true fan of their team, and, and we know a lot of people that are that you know, that fall under that umbrella. And it, it is that moment where you hope beyond hope. Yeah. You there, know, there is no hope. It's not going to happen, but you're clinging to that. Uh, we've all done it a million times, even in the middle of the season, but it's still technically possible. So we still have hope. Right. Right. You know, I mean, if you're, <laughs> the if game's you're, not over, if you're not down by 20, you right. know, okay, you can't score 20 in the final play. Right. But if you're within six or seven, you know, you can, and, you know, all the years that I've watched sports and all the years that I've watched football, that's one of the most bizarre endings I've ever seen. Ever. Because all the guy had to do was tackle Diggs. All he had to do is just 
run up to him and throw his arms around him, the game's going to end because yeah. time had expired. I don't think he even gets no, out of bounds. No, it uh, it hadn't. I watched it for that specific reason. There was about three seconds left when he would have made contact with him. So it would have mattered whether or not he tackled him inbounds or if Diggs got out of bounds. Okay, so that would have been the big right. But I don't think there's any way Diggs gets out of bounds. Yeah, there's a way, but it, it was certainly he had an opportunity Stop to tackle it, Joe. Him. No, he didn't. <laughs> he had an opportunity if he to tackle. Him. If he would have came under control, grabbed him yes. around the waist, and held him, we're talking about less than three seconds. Yeah. Okay. So. And and he was maybe three yards in bounds. Sure. So I, I I'm pretty sure that the game would have ended. Right oh yeah, there. you're right. I would I can't just say but, it wouldn't have, but But the guy he did. He put his head down. And and I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't either. You know, all you had to do is stop and say, Okay, run by me. Go ahead. Or run out of bounds. Well, he just with, had to catch him. He was in the air. He was right there. He just yeah. literally had to catch him and but pull he, him to he the ground. Dro- he dropped his head and dove at him. And not only did he not touch him, and, yeah. he, and he missed him by at least two, three feet. Yeah, he missed him by a yard. He took out the other closest defender. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was it was a was real there. Keystone Cops moment. It, it was. It it's it's just one of those things that's unbelievable. It, yeah, I mean, it, it was such a bad play on his part that it almost takes away from what a great play it was for the Vikings. It absolutely does. One hundred percent. If any you ask anyone on that, they lost that game rather than the Vikings winning. Well, the game. bottom yeah. line is I'm gonna so I'll go a little bit uh, Vikings fan here is that the line protected, Keenum dropped back, he stepped up into that pocket and he fired a strike right to where his guy was. Right, so yeah. he did his job. Yeah, and Diggs was in position, so Diggs was in position to make a play. Now, of course, he's nobody in the world thinks he's going to make that play, but he's in the position to make that catch, and now it's a fight. If that guy's coming up, he's he's coming from the inside out, so the momentum is going to at least carry a little bit to the, the sideline. Diggs is certainly going to fight to get to the sideline, so there's a possibility he catches it, fights, and gets out of bounds there, and that's really the most optimistic you should have been at that point as a Vikings fan. Right, <laughs> totally. And that's, yeah, and that's just hoping beyond hope that, it is, but that's really what you're. I mean, you really well. Maybe he catches it and the guy misses and he runs for a touchdown. Of course, nobody's thinking that. But so you're hoping he can fight and get out of bounds. And now I think the yardage he got would have made it a super long field goal. So it's it's probably a hail mary. Yeah. With one or two seconds left. Yeah. No. I mean, it was it was just a ridiculous play. Yeah. So that all said and done, we know our our two teams or our two games coming into tomorrow. Who makes it to the Super Bowl? I think uh, the Vikings could either really just handle the Eagles because they exposed Nick Foles. The defense yeah. gets to him. Yep. Because the the reason the Vikings struggled with the Saints was that Drew Brees played out of his mind in the second half. And their running back, Alvin Kamara, he's going to be a real star yeah, in this he league. Is. He is a stud. He'll be the best running back in the league, provided he stays healthy for the next six, seven years. And then uh, they also have a good young receiver. But Breeze is the reason that was that game went down the way it did. And I think that the the Eagles don't have that. Yeah, they no, just don't. They don't. I think they match up great everywhere else, but at quarterback. And maybe I'm wrong, you know, whatever. But that's my thoughts on that. And then I think you know Brady. That's an easy pick. Brady will go to another Super Bowl. Yeah, you got the same. You know, I think that that the you know, Philadelphia Minnesota game is a a coin flip for me. I don't 
really have a lot of confidence in either one of those teams. They've gotten to where they've gotten, you know, I mean, they, right. and they have, you know, they had a good record throughout the season. So there's a reason for that. And so. But one it, of them has it, to win. Right. And well, I couldn't tell you which one will. Well, the Vikings I've watched all year. I'm telling you, you need to pick one. <laughs> the Vikings I've watched all I don't year. I want to. And they've beaten some good teams. Uh, they played a lot of, you know, they played the St. Louis's and the Atlanta's and they played, you know, they played a lot of those playoff teams. Now, granted, those teams weren't. You know they're not. They didn't move on. Oh, the yeah, yeah. The NFC is like the NBA East. <laughs> There's just you know somebody's going to come out of there. But, but the Vikings teams. had three or four big games this year. Okay. You know, all right, and fine. they won. Vikings. Okay, well, okay. I, I really think the Vikings are totally going to handle this. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are on that page because I'm for the Eagles, and I think right. that they're so. Gonna, so I, I think, okay, I think, so you're pushing me one way and. To see I, go the other. I just picked, I chose you. I wanted you to pick a decision. I didn't choose one way or the I, other. I, I really think it's a pick em game. It really is. But I'm going to say, you know, because Butterfly's a friend of mine, I'm going to go with the Vikings. All right, good. All right. Well, I just think that you're the, welcome, the, baby. I got him. The running back, <laughs> the, the running game is going to be a little bit too much for, for them. I think it's just going to throw the Vikings off. Enough for Wentz to, to do what he needs to do. To well, make it work. it'll be real tough for him to do anything. Because he doesn't play. It's Nick Foles. Carson <laughs> oh, Wentz is right. out. Been out for a while. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Anyway. As always, Adam, <laughs> totally on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's behind center. It's, oh, okay. Well, oh, so a, they're that good. <clears throat> they're the running backs are just going to yeah. take over. That's, yeah, that's like Garrett Blunt. That's, that's the point I was trying to make there by saying Wentz. I just I was doing it on purpose. Okay. You were doing it ironically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. I was nice. being facetious, guys. All right. Easy. Easy with those big ones. Okay. So we've all kind of decided that we really don't give a shit. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Uh, as is the case with most Super Bowls. Sure. But I, I have some thoughts, you know, and I want you guys to, to give me your feedback on a, a couple items here. The NFL and where they've gotten. What are they doing right and what are they doing wrong? As football fans, what do you think? I feel that, you know, some of the players have, have chimed into this already, but um, it's it's a contact sport, you know? I think that they, there's a level where you need to protect your players and you need to protect, you know, everyone that's playing, but everyone that's playing knows what they're playing. They know the game they're playing. They know what they signed up for. You know, they know what they're getting into and obviously officiating the game in a way that, makes it safe for as many people as possible and make sure there's no injuries. But when you start babying the NFL and you start making these players soft, you know, like they need to not be touched or there, you know, there needs to be um, certain rules in place that make it so that they can't do certain things or can't even play the game in with the intensity and the veracity almost that just like made it so that everyone loved the, the, what was happening, you know, everyone cheering for, um, just the big plays. Uh, and when you have people backing off or it's just not as exciting as it could be. And I think that part of that is just the way that they're trying to make it out to be softer than it is. And I think that's what one thing they're doing wrong. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is that they are changing the rules of the game that, you know, it was 20 years ago, say, for example. Yeah. And, you know, to protect players. Okay, so we all get that. Right. But for every every rule change that they make, every time that they decide to do this, there's maybe uh, unintended consequences. 
Yeah, exactly. There's always something that you don't think of that's going to come up based on a rule that's going to change. So you're trying to protect players. Now, I will say, and, and I totally agree with you, and it's hard to say. You know, it's it's hard to... It's to, a very fine line. It's hard to come out and say, that no, I want somebody to get hurt. You know, I want them to ultimately, you know, have problems later in life. Of course. But like you're saying, this is the, the path they've chosen. They have decided to do this. Now, there's a, a TV reality show that I watch that's called The Deadliest Catch. Yep. Okay, so you've got 18, 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-old kids making, you know, 60, 70, $80,000 being on a crab boat, which is incredibly dangerous. And, you know, everything from smashed fingers to going overboard and losing your life, they're, they're just horrible things can happen to you. Yeah. They're making that much money in four to six weeks where if they were, you know, back in the world or choosing a different path, they could not have that kind of, of income. It's a choice that they make. Right, exactly. And they, okay, they, so so they've decided to get on a crab boat and go to the Bering Sea. They accept that risk based on the pay, right? Or you know, or that's, for, a, that's exactly right. I mean, I imagine there's a few guys that just love it, but or they're yeah, know, whatever. But it's it's a choice. They know that it's right. dangerous. That's why you know the Discovery Channel does the deadliest catch, and it's why people watch it. It's not somebody you know trout fishing in a lake. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch that. Unless, right. you know, unless you're in it. <laughs> so, ooh, I just had a good idea. We should do a reality show about trout fishing in a lake. In a lake, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, and, no, you're and, saying that's bad. Okay, yeah, my, no, all right. And, I misinterpreted We that. could get Ashley involved in that, and they could put sharks in the lake. Well, now we're talking. Okay. Yes. Tornadoes come through. could be a thing. It could be a thing. Okay, we're going to get down with Ashley on that. And we'll work it out. We'll try yeah, to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. But anyway, so, but you look at it from a different perspective. Oh, oh geez. Oh man. Okay. Um I almost and, lost my buzz. And so that's, you know, that's a situation where somebody has made a choice to go into a line of work that is in fact more dangerous, but they're compensated for that. Of course, it's your classic risk reward analysis. Exactly. Yeah. So now, okay, so again, I think you make it as as safe as you can, but what part of the game do you sacrifice? Well, I get it. I totally understand both of your guys' argument, and I will be the uh, the lone dissenter on this one, or maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate when I say I don't. I'm for any rule changes, almost so far anyway, that we've seen that that are are in the name of safety. Okay, I think some of them maybe aren't really in the name of safety, but you know, fine. I really am for all that. I don't. I haven't actually seen a rule. Other than the, all right. So other than the one with the quarterbacks a couple of years ago, which they've since backed off on. Right. Yeah. The touch. Yeah. If you touch him in the head with your finger, <laughs> we're gonna throw you out of the that game. one. Made the game worse, but really, I haven't. I mean, I, I I understand the arguments, especially if you're defensive minded, but I haven't seen any that have made the game less enjoyable for me personally thus far. I, you know, your argument can be yeah, but the tra the trajectory they're on. The slippery slope argument, essentially, you know, we're going to end up with, you know, flag football in 10 years. Well, I want to be clear that Adam and I, and I believe I speak for Adam in this, that neither one of us want to see, kid, you know, people hurt. No, and, I, you know, we're and not I'm sort interested of, in that. Yeah, I'm but, sort of putting that aside. I'm just saying that whatever the rules they've made, the changes they've made in the name of safety. Yes, we all agree that that's it hasn't affected that's the game. To it us. hasn't diminished my enjoyment personally. So but it but it changes the game. It does. It has for sure. 
but I don't, I, I've gotten over each one of those changes and, and, and in retrospect go, yeah, I guess I didn't really care about that with, with the exception of that stupid finger on the helmet rule. <laughs> right. That one was horrible, but maybe I'm forgetting one. So what else is, what are you talking about? I guess, Adam, when you, when you bring this up, do you have any specifics in mind? Not any specific rule, I guess, uh, in particular, I know that there's been quite a few that have come up, um, whether it be quarterback rules or, you know, coming over the middle, um, yeah, that's and, and a big one. Blind sides. Um, when it comes to that, it obviously affects the game and how wide receivers come at the ball, how you know safeties and and uh, you know everyone's coming. Linebackers are coming through the middle. I, I think that that just affects certain things. Obviously, I think as well though it it is helping in the sense that it's it's making the players more accurate with how they have to play. You know how they should be playing more fundamentally exactly. sound. Exactly, yeah. it's well, really, and, uh, really pushing. That. Maybe you don't right. put your head down when then <laughs> when yeah. you're trying to make a tackle. <laughs> you don't drop your head. <laughs> yeah, when you're going at at the wide receiver. Uh, well, no, I, and I agree with that. And I think the targeting that they've worked on some things has been actually. But there really are good. times where somebody is, you know, they've they've made it very clear that you have to go in with your shoulder. Yeah, and you some guy goes in with his shoulder, and the receiver because your target is not stationary. Okay, as a defensive player, you're coming in trying to make contact in a positive way. You know, and, and, okay, I have to leave to my shoulder. I can't leave with my head. The ones where the guys drop their head and the, the crown of the helmet and the targeting, those are easy for me. Sure, and that's what they're trying to get rid of. And the ones that frustrate me are the guy that goes in and he's throwing his shoulder, but the but the def- or the offensive player the level ducks down, right? Right, you're not going at a, at a stationary target. So yeah. they move. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've made contact with the helmet. You've done different things. And it's inadvertent. Yeah. You know, the intent was not to do what eventually happened. Right. Because it's all happening in a split second. But I think the league has done away with that concept in general because they got rid of inadvertent face masks. Right. They're like, no, it doesn't matter. If you face mask, you face mask. We don't care if you meant to anymore or if if you hung on for two seconds or not. Like, they're just saying, no matter what your intent was. If this happens, you're getting flagged. Well, you you can't right, but you can't put that on the on the refs. You can't put that on on them and, and saying that they have to choose the intent of the player. That's, right, that's right. probably and that, why. And that's yeah, that's a big one. But the fact is, if you're a defensive player and you go at a guy that's right there and you're throwing your shoulder into his chest, and he moves and somehow your helmets make contact, they throw out the defensive player. And and that to me, you know, again, yeah, you it, it's a difficult thing. It is. Because now you're acting, you know, you're asking defensive players to not only be responsible for what they were trying to do, their intent, but you're asking them to be responsible for the result as well. Well, yes, sure. Well, I think that's ultimately all you can ever ask them to be responsible for (laughs) is what happens. Well, right. But, you know, again, we're not talking about the old days where you just, it was all about knocking a guy down. It was game on is what it was. Right. All you had to do is figure out some way to get the guy on the ground. I mean, the name of the game used to be get the guy out. Right. Yeah. Knock him out of the game. If you could hurt somebody. Yeah. Then go for it. I mean, the Chiefs announced they were going to take, was it the Chiefs? The Saints. The Saints with... uh, where they get bounties. Oh, well, that's the modern version. Yeah. Well, that was a weird, like, holy cow, really? That's still going on? The Favre Minnesota Vikings is what you're talking about in the NFC Championship where the Chiefs or the, uh, the Saints, the Saints. Yeah. got busted. No, I'm talking about, like, the old school. It was, like, before the Super Bowl. You know, who? well, who was it? The actor, the guy that turned into an actor. 
uh, maybe it wasn't the Chiefs, but oh, well, God, I remember Oakland. He Oakland. announced he was going to send somebody out on a stretcher from the Packers. It was the Chiefs. It was uh, Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson. Yeah, announced he was going to send. Uh, either Bart Starr or Paul Horning out on a stretcher. And yeah. he ironically ended up leaving the game on a stretcher. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you can go back to the, you know, the, the Raiders used to, I mean, Al Davis would buy you a house. Yeah. There were, yeah. Talk about bounties, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, Jack Tatum and, and some of those guys in the secondary, they were missiles. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, dropping your head and trying to take somebody out. Yeah. That was the taught technique back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how Lonnie played his whole high school career, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he just well, explains a lot about Lonnie at the, you know, today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's you know what the NFL is doing right or doing wrong. Do you guys have other what is well, some other I things? don't know. I mean, I don't know how long we're into this already, but if we want to get into the catch rule, then I can go all damn night. Well, yeah. See, we're gonna eventually get there because we have to talk about that. One of the things about getting right is the fact that, that they don't have guaranteed contracts and you look at other sports and you look at baseball and you look at basketball and you look at the fact that, that someone gets a, a contract that's guaranteed and you're saddled with that contract. And what that does is it doesn't allow you, if you make a mistake, if you sign players that you project as being good, that aren't good or never reach the potential that you think that they're going to reach, right? you're they, saddled with those contracts. Right for forever. And what the NFL does is they say, okay, listen, we're going to guarantee this much. I'm going to sign you for a hundred million dollars. I'm going to guarantee 60 of that. Yeah. They used to call it a signing bonus. Exactly. Yeah. There's only so much of that contract that's guaranteed. And then once you we will give you that money as a signing bonus or whatever, but now it's not going to now cripple that franchise for another three or four years or five years. I agree. As absurd as it sounds, the NFL really kind of has the money thing better than any other league. They do. And yeah. the players are fighting that. The NFL players <laughs> want their money to be guaranteed for forever. And yeah. I don't agree with it in the, in the NBA, and I don't agree with it in Major League Baseball. Right. I mean, last year, as we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum, you know, the, the Yankees played Alex Rodriguez $24 million last year to sit at home. Yeah. Well, and, he, he, to be fair, he probably had some commentary on a few shows or something like that. No, they didn't want him anywhere in the building. But <laughs> no, the, not for the Yankees, but for baseball. <laughs> okay. All right. But Somewhere. I think that the NFL gets that right. He might have written a column or something. And not like these guys are hurting. You're right. It's, it's not like. No, it's, it's hard for us to even really grasp because that's a, just another world. No, it's an insurance thing, you know? I mean, when it comes to any franchiser or or. You know, and just like you're, you're, it's insurance on a player. It's, it's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, I want to make sure that if you're not giving me anything that I'm not have to give you, that anything. I don't have to pay you. And I love it. Yeah. You know, what is it? Le'Veon Bell is, is now up in arms yeah. because he's saying that, you know, that if you franchise me again, which is, is kind of a way that the NFL deals with, you know, losing a player, you can franchise tag them, you know, so he's really upset that he, you know, may have to play next year. For eighteen million dollars, yeah, well, you and know. it's a sixteen-game schedule, by the way, folks. Right, so right. Well, that'll give you an idea. Of well, and what, he carries the ball on average, you know, twenty-seven times a game. So yeah. Okay, but you know, I sit and watch. I sit and watch an NFL game, and you know, it's three, three and a half hours. And I, I can't imagine, you know, when I leaving Doc and Eddie's after, you know, Those watching a game that somebody walks up to me and gives me a million-dollar check. 
says, I hope this doesn't piss you off. Yeah. It'd be yeah. sweet if somebody gave you like a $10 check. If, you if somebody, in. yeah, <laughs> if they gave me like a 10% discount off of my tab. Right, exactly. The fact that it would make someone upset that you give them that amount of money. Well, it's a whole different perspective. Oh, it totally oh, thank is. You. You're uh, we got to get back to this more know, often because we've, you know, and I blame Adam for this because, you know, he was. I, the, tried, I, I try not to say it all the time because. You I don't mean, say it at all anymore. Ever. I don't our, remember our the last time. Last week, we didn't have one perspective. Okay, so that's a that's, double. That's right. a double one right there. So, okay. So some of the stuff, and, and and you know, as you alluded to, Joe, the uh, some of the stuff that they're getting wrong, and I think that this. Well, is, hold on. I'm sorry. Can I make one more comment? Because I wanted to say this earlier. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Please do. Appreciate it. That's why I'm here. Lengthen the podcast. THC. <clears throat> Did you say THC? Because I'm down with that too. No, 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 no. Okay, once again, pot has been brought up in our podcast, and we have not had pot in any of our podcasts. Well, maybe. And and by the way, this is 40. So the 42nd podcast, maybe? Yeah, totally. Oh, so somebody's going to light up. Well, that's going to be a special I podcast. I believe that I kind of have to. It's the one after the, no, wait. Yeah, it's the one after the Super All right, I'm down. All yeah. right. So yes. now my point about the money, to about what they get right with the money, the only other thing I'll say, especially with the NFL, well, it is only with the NFL, frankly, is the, the rookie thing they did, a, what is it, like now five or six years ago? Where oh, they, yeah. Where yeah. they made the rookie cap. And they took that from the NBA. Because that was sinking NFL teams. Yeah. They were paying their rookie quarterbacks that they would draft, you know, their mar- – their, uh, Brad, yeah, Bradford was the last one. He got sixty million dollar contract. So who am I thinking of? The Ryan Leafs and the uh, what was the the Raiders guy from LSU? Oh, anyway, the biggest bust ever. These yeah. guys they pay just a gazillion dollars that are end up being terrible. To your point earlier about being hamstrung by a bad pick, they eliminated. Well, they they limited. They minimized right. that. Uh, Traditionally, impact. the number one overall pick was the highest paid player <clears throat> in the NBA in the NFL. Right. Well, the NBA a few years earlier had done the same thing. They had decided to put a limit, a rookie salary cap, a rookie salary cap. So every, and everybody fell in line. So once the first guy, you know, signed with the limit, then everybody slotted in. If you're number two, you're number three, you're number four, you're number five. So you didn't have the number 12 overall pick holding out because he wants more money because I should have been the number one overall pick. So I want the number one overall picks. Money. Right. You don't have your Michael Crabtree scenario. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, that's they did that right as so well. They because, nailed that. That was great. That, yeah. Oh, my God. What a relief that was. Remember yeah. when they did that? Yeah. I literally felt like a weight off of my shoulders. Who? <laughs> what do I care? Because now it, it's easier for a team to sign all of their draft picks. And now they yeah. all are before OTA start. And, you know, you just don't have this, you know, holdout stuff going on yeah. as much yeah it's it was just the best thing and it's a shame they didn't do it sooner are there any other mm-hmm. rule changes or rules that you feel that would well, like, uh, kind of destroying the NBA? <laughs> okay so we're going to get into this right now and this will probably be the last thing because this is going to take us a while maybe maybe not to me okay to me what happened in all sports but at first in the nfl television started broadcasting games i know exactly where you're going with this Okay, and the technology, because everybody wants to watch the game and they want that watching experience to be as good as it can be. Yeah. So technology started becoming more and more available. So now you've got all of the cameras. Now you're adding more cameras. And again, I go back and to- better cameras. I go back to the first days of, of uh, Monday Night Football. I go back to watching football 
when before there were color guys. So Joe, oh, color guys, color. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> when they would hire a X player, right, to now tell you not only what just happened because the play-by-play guy would do that, but they would tell you this is what it's like to actually be out on the field. Right. Was that Don Meredith? Well, he was the first one in Monday Night Football. Right. But you go back before that, there were uh, Merlin Olson and and some other guys. That well, were, technically, Pat Summerall was that. Right. Okay. But he was. Yeah. Anyway, Adam has something to say. So, so I just so Joe, like obviously the 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 overall aspect of watching a football game and you want to enjoy yourself, right? Like that's, it's obviously, but you would it, think it, that would be the goal. Right? <laughs> you watching anything that's, that's the goal. But it, when it comes to the football game, you know, they want to reach out to everyone, right? They're trying to, yeah, of course it, it, it's money. It's money. It. Right. Exactly. So it's, that's the whole purpose. I think of where we're going right now. Just, okay. That's part of it for sure. Okay. What I'm saying is that, that the games would be broadcast. And then as technology started growing and you started having instant replay. Right. Okay, so now you have instant replay and then you have the incredible zoom lenses and you, and as technology got better and better, then you were able to see more of the game than people were used to. Yeah. Because, you know, back in the day where you just had the cameras and, you know, they they show the game. But now you can zoom in and see exactly what happens and you have instant replay. And all of these things now, so people can can see, oh, they got that call wrong. Oh, wait a minute, that was a fumble. Or all of the things that if you can replay it and dissect it and look at it under that under a microscope, if you will. It, it, it virtually is a microscope. Exactly. Yeah. So now it changes. So And it took a long time for the NFL to finally, after all of these different games and all of these different events that were shown that they were bad calls. They were. They got it wrong. They got it wrong. Well, the NFL decided that, okay, well, we're going to make an attempt to, to get everything right. And you can't. It's sports. It happens too fast. Right. You're asking the officials on the field to make a call Predict in a split the future. second. Well, to, to make a call in a split second. Right. And what you do is you hire the best guys and you train them and you whatever. And, you, you know, by the time they get to the NFL, hopefully you've got the elite just like the players. You've got right. the elite officials. And it used to and be they, that there was a call. They get it as good as they can. And they can. And they're going to get some right. They're going to get some wrong. They're going to get almost all of them right, frankly. Right. And, and that's what you have. That's what you live with. Man, but it's so infuriating when it's your team and they you know, get jobbed. It is, but you look at it over the years. <laughs> you should know that of all people. Oh, absolutely. But you look at it over the years, and then there's the ones that go in your favor, and you're like, "Ooh, yeah, they got that one wrong." Well, the irony in all that of you bringing this up is that I've never known anyone as vocal as you about calls. Oh, absolutely, and and more so in uh, all the live sporting events that I've attended with you, namely Zach's football games. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam and you have talked about it before. Definitely. He even does it at your like city league basketball games. I'm no, not nearly absolutely. as vocal as not I a, used to be. Not as not as much anymore since he stopped started getting technical fouls. <laughs> I was yeah, I I, I, was, I love that. I think I was the only I was the only uh spectator spe- spectator to get a technical foul <laughs> at a city league game. At a city league uh, game and also I was the only one that 
that uh, one of the officials asked not to come back. That's, and I told him to shut up because he has no control over this. Yeah, exactly. Get out of my face. Who but, the hell do you think you are, buddy? <laughs> come on. I'm not that bad. Well, anyway, it's funny because you are affected by bad calls more than anybody I know. Emotionally. I, okay. You know. Well, I, I, think I think that we, that's think, true. And everything that goes against my team is a bad call. And I, and I, Joe, I wouldn't disagree. I wasn't going to go there. No, I, I did. I will. I wouldn't disagree with you, but I would say that all of us are affected by bad calls. Of course we are. And, and of course I just are. think that my dad sees more of them than we do. That's true. He's just, um, he's got a, he's, he's more perceptive. And yeah. no, that wasn't the word. Ooh. <laughs> it was close. So close. Um, well, I'm glad that went that way because yeah. I was feeling pretty persecuted at that point. <laughs> but I think I another another thing that falls on the things that are kind of becoming wrong. We can talk about you know obviously replay and and trying to get all the calls right, but as well, I think broadcasting. And as much as that's not the game itself, and 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 football and the rules that have changed, I think broadcasting has changed in what they show in the game. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that that is also has, has that's, made it a that's little bit worse to yeah. watch. Oh, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, they, they keep showing things and they, they try to, you know, infuriate people. They want, they want to show everything. You can't, you're not going to get it perfect. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to my point is that, yes, I will admit that I'm probably the most vocal person you'll be around watching a game when they get calls wrong. But I'm starting, I'm starting to realize now that the alternative is to try to get everything perfect. Right. And they can't. And that leads into the catch rule. Yes. And anybody that watches the NFL or even college football, yep. anybody that watches football right now. Anybody that watches their kids play football in the backyard. Is as frustrated as we are <laughs> with the fact that nobody knows what a catch is anymore. Oh, and it's so easy. That's the frustrating part. It's like, if we could all just agree, like, you know what? That's tough, man. It's hard to say what a catch is. Then that would be one thing. Yeah, but in my opinion, at least, and I feel silly having to make that disclaimer because I think it's objective. Oh, we're totally behind you, one hundred percent. Wait, is it your perspective on things? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, now, yeah, we're finally getting back on track here. But is that it's not that difficult, frankly. The NFL had this thing right twenty-five years ago. <laughs> they did not need to make any. They really did. It was. The catch rule, there was a there was a few ambiguities in there that they tried to correct and they got sideways in a hurry and it just got out of control because it was tough when you were talking about the middle of the field and what's a catch and what's not. That, I agree. That was a yeah. tough call because did he have two feet down? What did he make, you know, one step? A football move. Right. Then they that's when it they screwed the whole thing up. Really, they can just back up everything. Possession, two feet in bounds, catch. Yeah. Whatever happens after that, neither here nor there. No. In the field of play, I will simplify it, and I will be as hubristic to say that I've got it all figured out and and go catch, possession, two steps. Now, what's two steps? If a guy's done a button hook, right, and he's not taking steps, but he catches the ball and he gives a lean one way and then he goes starts to go the other way. Well, that's a football move. But I don't give a flying F about that. I think he can do all the football moves he wants that aren't two steps. He's still in motion. And if he gets hit and it well, pops if out. Could, if you could see what Joe's doing right now, it's it, it, <laughs> the gestures he's making. Obviously, he doesn't agree with my comments. It's very animated. Yes. Uh, you know, if you if you go left and right 
you know, without taking steps, well, that's on you. It takes it takes a, a different aspect to well, the game. Well, it just takes the ambiguity out of it. You just yeah. go possession, two steps, end of story. Okay, and and now you're also talking about the fact that you make a catch and you grab the ball and you make a step and you break the plane of the end zone and you land and you roll and the ball comes out. That's not a catch. <laughs> now wait a minute. You had the ball when you broke the plane. Any running back, anybody in the game breaks the plane with the ball. Possession. Blake, break the, Blake the Prane. Blake the Prane. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Touchdown. <laughs> okay, buzz level. Right. Uh, six. Uh, 6.2. Six Three. Point. Oh, six two. What up? Six one. All right. Five. Would you say three? Did you say three. six? Did you say six three? I said six two three. Okay, good. Six two. Oh. God, Adam wins again. Yeah. He's going for another cherry. You're welcome. <laughs> He's got quite a streak going. He does. All right. So anyway, the catch oh, rule. Did you, you didn't hear Marie's comment. I don't, no, maybe, no. maybe not. Well, and you know, shout out to Marie and the cherries. Always. Uh-huh. And you know, she was kind of upset. She said that part of her goals this year. Oh, I did hear that. Cause she, she had changed her, <laughs> her new year's resolutions that she wanted to win a cherry this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And she felt that it was, I must be so proud because the three, finalists for uh one for, of the cherry awards was wait, uh, my three children for the for the uh, for highest the, buzz level highest, highest buzz, level. buzz level was yeah. your three children yeah yeah, yeah. yeah nice. the three nominees exactly so yeah, yeah i exciting. did that was great i'm gonna be honest with you i was very excited about that fact well you should have so. been okay so the catch rule back to the catch rule so that in my opinion oh, my it's God, that I simple i threw us off of that but nah. okay go ahead <laughs> well i'm i just want to finish it off on my at least for me that's that's it. Like, it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Right. I totally agree because I think that that's what slow motion does. And the ultimate number of instant replays and different angles and different things, make a call and move on. Right. Well, so, okay, great. If you need replay to determine whether a guy took two steps or not, I'm fine with that. But... Okay, so, all right, I thought I was done, but now it just occurred to me. So what about possession? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about what they what constitutes possession? Because apparently the NFL would like you to have an ironclad grip on the ball where it does not move at all. Okay, For how many seconds? Here's my Forever, th- apparently. Okay, here's exactly. my thought, and okay. you guys tell me what you think all of right. this. Yep. Okay, so I think that every receiver or eligible receiver in a particular play, you give him a fanny pack. You remember fanny packs? Ooh. Do I remember? Of okay. course. I so have you, one. You give them a fanny pack. Okay. And it's their job to place the ball in that fanny pack. If they don't. And if they zip it, then that's possession. All the way? Zip all, to zipped the, all the way. To the last zipper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They zip it all the way. That's possession. I'm with you. So, and no one can ever question it because if a person's laying there on the ground and they've been knocked out. You can look and see if the zipper is totally closed. That's right. If the zipper is totally closed, then that's possession. I right. have I have one simple question that's going to make sure that this is plausible or not. I feel like this isn't going to be a simple question. No, nothing about it. Uh, <laughs> Fire away. Uh, if if someone were to come and tackle said receiver who has ball in fanny pack. Excellent use of the word said. Okay. Would they... They would they would have to unzip fanny pack before said receiver is down in like down so 
they before B fumble. So they would have to. That's correct. And so as so you would have to train people, cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers to use zippers, the defensive players. Yes. To aim for zippers. That's right. That just sounds amazing. I'm just so down for this. Yeah. Well, it, it makes it a lot clearer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It removes the aforementioned ambiguity. I just want exactly, to make Exactly. Because they keep talking about the ball moving. Yeah. So the guy hits the ground, you know, and he, he has it in his hands and the ball moves. And, but if it's in a fanny pack, it's not going to move. Move no, right. mo- Or if it does, nobody else is going to know about gonna it. See can, it. Yep. can we, Doesn't can matter. we just call this the move no more? I think we can. Like it's, it's no longer a fanny pack when it's, in the football universe, it is the move no more. The move right. no more. All right. Okay. I mean, we'll workshop that a little bit after the podcast, but I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Well, right. we'll work on that. All right. More no, on I, that later. I, yeah. I think we have a great idea there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, well, it's insane. Honestly, it's, you, you got a guy that he catches, he makes him a, a superhuman achievement to corral a ball that he had no business touching. And it, and he brings it down and it slightly jostles because, you know, yeah, we live in a world with motion, right? And with inertia, with, with, with jostling, jostling and inertia <laughs> and all that such, all of those things, physics and whatnot, yeah. and 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 so it's like uh, to your point with the slow mo and all that, it's like all of a sudden now this amazing feat that Jesus himself perhaps would not have achieved yeah, is it, is annoyed and. Or no, that's, that's our first Nolan religious Roy. reference on the podcast. <laughs> no, I think I got a little religious during the donut thing, but okay. Well, we all as, as you would, but it's you know it's silly. It's like gosh. Well, it's an imperceptible movement of the ball with the naked eye, <laughs> right? And so now all of a sudden we're slowing it down, and as technology gets better, this is only going to get worse. Of course, and some people argue that it should. Because science improves everything. Well, I wish they were here because I'd hit them in the face. <laughs> well, and I'm not a violent person. They would we, never be here. I'm we, not a violent we person. We would hit them in the face with our words. That's true. Oh, yeah. Nice. Adam, Adam comes Good in with Adam. Cutching. Nice. Bam. Okay, so. That's why you make the no bucks. Yeah. That's why I win the cherries. <laughs> there you go. That's why, that's why he's here, folks. <laughs> There's very few redeeming qualities to a millennial. You know, I, I, but, I didn't want to say this, and I don't want to bring it up, but... Then don't. But here it goes. I am the, you know, leading cherry winner in... That's true. I do have two. God. So I just... Until I don't That's anymore... True. Should I, we talk about the categories? Uh, we, maybe, will, we will Maybe they're date. not things to be proud of. I th- <laughs> hey, you know what? Sandra Bullock is proud of her uh, Razzie, so... Okay. So we're digressing here to an incredible level. Incredible. This is amazing. So uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to have the Super Bowl. Yes. Tomorrow, the championship games. Yep. Excited. We have our uh, our predictions out there, yep. even yep. though as ambiguous as they are. Well, did so I think it's Minnesota. Adam thinks it's the Eagles. You said Minnesota. Did we? And we decided we didn't care about the Patriots, Jaguars. Yeah, oh, sure I just that. want the Patriots to to lose. I don't want them to finish the game. <laughs> you want to just give up a mid, Honestly, midway through the third? I, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want them to you know take Belichick off the field in a stretcher. That's hilarious. I want Hoyer to throw a ball to Belichick and Belichick to catch it. Just like, that's just that's, that's how what, bad it's going to okay, go. Okay, but what what is a catch? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's a good perspective. <laughs> oh, All right. Thank you. 
All right, so I'll I'll just throw it out there because we're on on the mics and why not? Uh, I think Jacksonville will beat New England. Well, I, I think I made it pretty clear a minute ago about my comments yeah. that I want Jacksonville to do whatever. Well, I know what you want, do whatever it takes. But I think I really think it'll happen. I think they love that. I think they're this year's, you know, like like I said, the the Tampa Bay with the Warren Sapp Tampa Bay and the Baltimore Ravens. I of, just think yeah. That, yeah. that the New England Patriots have run out of miracles. I think you're right. I think and they, they have all. Well, last you know the the team that's run out of miracles, honestly, is Minnesota. Yeah. Well, so they, you got to be careful there because they used up a lot of goodwill. Well, last it's a week. good thing it's not the as, Jags. As a fan, well, all right. First, I'll say as a objective observer, I agree with you. <laughs> as a fan, I'm hoping that it doesn't come down to that. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. I'm hoping it's a. I'm hoping it's a. Uh, I'll I'll throw a score to it. I'm hoping it's like a 35-13. 35-13, Minnesota. Well, because, honestly, Butterfly could not she won't, survive. Yeah, she won't make it. She will not survive <laughs> a game like last week. It needs to be 21-0 in the first now, half. Now, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the Tampa Bay-Oakland game. Interesting enough. Uh, that's a nice segue into what might be happening next week. Next week, we're going to do a podcast on Super Bowl trips, and we have some guests invited. And, and, and no trips went to Oakland or Tampa Bay, but... but the only Super Bowl trip that we took women was that year. The couple's trip. The couple's trip was that Super Bowl. With the house. I am so excited about this podcast. Now, I've never been on a Super Bowl <laughs> Having trip. never participated in any of these. You must be excited. <laughs> you must be just riveted. I've heard a couple of these stories. and But with that, I'm really excited to dive into these stories. I'm going to come up with my own questions and things you guys have never thought about when it comes to these trips. Okay. Okay. And in ways that you guys have never thought about these trips. And great. this is going to be a great podcast. I, I just hear weed. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all I hear out of you, but okay. You're the, welcome. You know, the other, th <laughs> Perfect. The, the other thing we had with that is that not only did we have the first couple's trip, which was a lot of fun. We had a good group together. We had an Oakland fan. Who ended up losing? Oh, and the most bizarre Super Bowl in recent and, memory, and and he will be with us next week. That's right. And also, we're going to hear about the menudo that ended up out oh, on the patio. Right. So don't so don't tell him that because he might not show up. Well, I, I, he's no. very sensitive about that. Oh, I understand that, and I'm not going to bring it up to him until next week. <laughs> until you ambush guaranteed him, guaranteed, he is oh, not yeah. listening to this podcast before he comes no. up. Oh no, 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 oh no. So okay, so that's uh. That's going to be it for tonight. Oh, wow. I think we touched on some things that. Well, what else did you have to say for crying out loud, Adam? <sighs> no, it's good. No, okay. <laughs> All right, good. All right. Joe, thanks again for coming out with us. Oh, man. It's always just my pleasure. I, I can't believe how lucky I am. That's true. Yeah, he really is. It's, he doesn't bring a lot. I don't want to ever take it for granted. Um, so glad he understands. And Adam, you know, again. Fantastic podcast. Man, it was fun. All right. Not going to lie. But guys, if you want it, there's going to be more perspectives later. The good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their way. We'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing weak for this. We will not stand. I said let's progress.
expressing good contest Make conference then love our best Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines Our love that makes no sense We who spend love at no 